this podcast now boasts its own Patreon page. Become a patron and join us in being a node to help spread awareness and hope. Details at patreon.com slash having a cuppa. My name is Jay Barnard, and I am the CEO and founder of Hype Recovery Coaching. Having a couple with Chris Nell is an amazing podcast. Chris asks his guests the tough questions about addiction and alcoholism, the real-life stories, and his guests give him the most amazing answers on how to get a life worth living. I've been a guest on the show many times. Same with Ashley and I, the recovery couple. Chris, we love you. Hit the subscribe button and subscribe to Having a Cuppa. I'm excited to say that that having a cup of and hype recovery coaching are collaborating so for all the listeners use chris nell 50 as a coupon code when you go to www.hyperrecoverycoach.com and pick either the journey to 30 or the journey to 90 and save yourself 50 dollars today having a cup is an amazing podcast hit that subscribe button and we love you Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. After a unplanned hiatus, we return with the latest episode of Season 3 to Having a Cuppa. In this episode, I'm rejoined by a revered guest. He's an entrepreneur. He's a motivational speaker, a television personality, a celebrity chef, and now an author. I'm talking about my surrogate brother, Jay Barnard. In this conversation to follow, we expound upon where his journey has taken him, from one door having closed and another few, shall we say, having opened. And during the course of this conversation, Jay inadvertently subjects me to his teachings with Journey to 30. Believe you me, this was not thumbsuck. This was totally unplanned, unscripted, as Jay and I like to do these kinds of episodes. And I tell you, even I now have become an adherent to Journey to 30. You can also catch Jay and his lovely beau every week as part of the vidcast called The Recovery Couple, expounding on crushing goals and even a whole lot more. New episodes air weekly and you can check him out on Facebook for that. Also follow him on Instagram, on Hype Recovery Coaching, also on TikTok. So without further ado, big brother, Jay Barnard, here it comes. This is Having a Cuppa. Get ready for the show. A cup of your finest brew, thanks, love. Cheers, you're a gem. <sighs> round and round we go, where we stop. Nobody knows. Best get to it then.
is Chris Snell. I've been involved in the media industry for almost 10 years. But what interests me most is the triumph of the human spirit. So off I go to Parts Unknown. This is The Journey. will lead us to the truths of the heart, taking us to destinations far and wide. From the US, the neighbours to the north, the UK, and everywhere else in the fray. Join me, sit back for the ride. Good tidings we bring. We're having a cuppa. Ontario. Broski, I think now you should have a new title. Best-selling author up there with Stephen King, Clive Clive Cussler, <laughs> E.L. James. No, Chris, you're taking it too far. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Recovery. I'm just Tony Robbins. I'm just Tony Robbins. Ah, uh, not even. Tony Robbins of Recovery. Not a chance. Not a chance. Because you don't peddle product. You 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 provide hope, brother. <laughs> And you don't right. ask it, and you don't ask a, a price tag for it. <laughs> Tony Robbins, my foot. <laughs> JJ, welcome back, brother. How long has it been? Seven months. Since it's been a while. It's been a while since the last time I was taking a ride and having a couple with you. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's always fun to have you. Here. It's always fun. Yeah. I, we've known each other. So I, I saw I saw a memory come up that, like, I think it's, been, you know, it was a year since Ashley and I came on as the recovery couple. And I can't remember as far back as seven days. <laughs> My short-term memory. Nice going, dipshit. <laughs> well, you know, that's how it goes, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember we had such great time. And you two, I'm so, I'm so... <sighs> I'm so regretful of the fact is there was one good bit where you two got into like a friendly little snit, you know, a cat fight. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, time out. But I mean, it was it was FM radio. And I had to admit it because, of course, you know, FCC and Icasa and all that jazz. But that was a fun time. And at two in the morning, no doubt, I was dosed up to the eyeballs on caffeine. And Jay's going off like just spouting ideas as fast as they can as as i can keep track of with my mind going uh, and my eyes going squint but yeah you pull it off brilliantly 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't, you know, like, I, you know, I can't believe Ashley and I, I can believe Ashley and I are still together and I can believe Ashley and I, the relationship that we have has just gotten extremely strong and the bond, uh, you know, for the simple fact that we're both addicts and alcoholics, like, yeah. I truly understand what she's going through and she truly understands what I'm going through to a certain degree, right. In her early recovery, mm. uh, you know, I can pick up on things that she's going through and as if, you know, cause I'm always going to be that friend because I was that friend before we got involved. And, mm. you know, sometimes I step myself out and I've only had to do it twice just to, you know, Hey, listen, I see some things going on. I think you should take a look at them and it's up to you. If you want to take a look at them, this is a suggestion from your friend that was your friend before it became your boyfriend. Um, and and that's just that's just me caring about somebody on a whole level of caring about somebody. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if 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 it's Ashley, my girlfriend. It doesn't matter if it's somebody I see on TikTok that's got uh, one day clean and sober. It doesn't matter if it's it, it, my love uh, for helping people. Uh, I give the same attention to everybody. And you do. I mean, you took me under your wing and you didn't have to, you know, as it's coming around the Christmas season, you know, I'm three months sober now as of 10, 25, 2018. And I was sitting and I was just being introspective. You know how we addicts are on recovery because the mind always tends to play tricks on you. And I realize, you know, I've made such good friends and I've made such good family out of you and out of Calms and out of Ashley and Kim and, uh, our recent buddy Ryan Murphy is going to be on the pod soon. Oh, Ryan Phillips. Oh, I always get his damn last name wrong. Yeah, Ryan Phillips. He's my brother. Him and uh, Murphy's him. a director. Ryan Phillips. Yeah, Ryan Phillips. He's, Ryan he's got a great story. I'm so, 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 so sorry. He knows about this because I made the mistake of mispronouncing his last name on Instagram. Uh, but, uh, you know, back to the story at hand. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't said thank you to everyone who t- from overseas who took me under their wing. You know, they're responsible for keeping me sober. And sure, you know, I've heard diverse opinions that... I have to be responsible for my own sobriety. I have to keep myself accountable. I have to have a relationship with my higher power. But then interpreting the interpreter, as I always like to say, hearing you talk and, you know, you and I have had very intimate conversations, especially this past year and listening to guys like Marty Evans. I don't know if you know Marty. He did the show recently. Check him out. Wonderful guy. Also, dear, dear brother, who said every Every moment that we have the opportunity to stay in connection with one one another in fellowship as a family keeps me sober. So I made the connection at that point that I need to start really showing my appreciation to my brothers and sisters in recovery who've done this show and who've helped me, educate me to stay sober. Because after all, this podcast is something I like to do now as a hobby. I love doing it. It keeps me sober. It keeps me enriched. It keeps me educated. But also, it's a, it, it's a, it's important for me to connect with other people. So I hear exactly what you're saying. And through our interactions, you know, you've been big brother to me in many ways. You've been in many ways as well a surrogate father to many people. And I mean, you've shared about it on TikTok. And it really must just make your chest puff out thinking that now more than 10 years down the line, oh, excuse me. And especially now with you having launched uh, uh, 
hype recovery coaching, which we'll get to in 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 later in the in the show. Boy, do you really wake up in the morning every given day just pinching yourself and thinking, how did I get here? Well, you know, if you if you want me to be completely honest, it 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 really no, started. No, I want you to lie. It, it really it really started <laughs> with me wanting to help myself. Like that's mm-hmm. really the truth, right? Like, so, you know, it is called hype recovery coaching today. But when I first got clean and sober, you know, I was calling it, I was calling help, hype, help my personal effort, help my personal effort, help my personal effort. You know, you got to think I, I went to, I went to treatment for five and a half months. Then from treatment, I went to second stage for a year. So you got to think almost 18 months of my life, I dedicated getting to know who Jay is. I dedicated learning and absorbing and being a sponge and and taking in everything that I could take in because I wanted a life, right? I didn't have a life. I didn't know what a life was. I didn't understand that concept. All I knew was lie, cheat, steal, manipulate, use people and kill myself. Mm. That's all I knew. And, and, And having relationships, I didn't have any. I had associates, you know? I couldn't have relationships with women because my life was distorted through porn and then I just tried to figure out what that was like. And I could never have a real relationship, you know? And and, and, and really, you know, the reason that I have been able to maintain what I've maintained is because of, you know, what we launched just October 18th. But in the beginning, it was called Help My Personal Effort. And I did everything in my power to, to learn what this thing is we got to deal with, right? I learned that... <clears throat> Well, in active addiction, I used to just play Russian roulette and rush my whole entire life, right? I learned why, you know, when I get into recovery, why do I want to rush any everything? Why do I got to rush the process? Why do I got to try and get everything back in 33 seconds? Why do I got to, you know, those things I learned and, and things came to me and, 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 you know, the more times I did good and the more times I just stayed consistent to what I was supposed to do and the more times I kept forgiving myself and accepting and letting go and healing and changing and growing, you know, the universe kept giving me these opportunities and these gifts and these rewards and these, you know, here's a little bit of bad for you now. So you're going to have, we're going to see if you can get through this, right? Because yeah, clean and sober, that's great. But life, you know, life is still life. So you got to learn to deal with it, you know, without the use of drugs and alcohol. And, 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 you know, the truth really is drugs and alcohol were never my problem. They weren't. My thinking was my problem. My thinking was my problem, right? So this is the misconception people have, and this is what we teach you. This is what a good coach is going to teach you. Yes, do I identify as an alcoholic and an addict? I do, because I was. But... I know today, and the reason I have what I have today is that it's my thinking that led me to taking a drink. It was my thinking that led me to picking up the crack pipe. It was my thinking that led me to the hookers. It was my thinking that took me, right? So a lot of people, you know, over the course of this last almost 60 days of launching Hype Recovery, you know, you know, one of the first questions I ask in the consultation, I'm going to ask you right now. One of the first questions I ask in the consultation is, hey, what do you love? What do you love, Chris? What do you love? Well, a variety of things. I'm a polymath. Books, music, records, good conversation, comic books. Pick your pick. 
Okay, so interestingly enough, that stuff is 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 very awesome. But I heard Chris at the top of that list. Holy shit! So the first thing you started to say was everything else but Chris. The first thing anybody ever asked Jay, Jay, what do you love? I love Jay Barnard. Because I love Jay Barnard, he has boom, 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 boom. If I don't love Jay Barnard, I'm putting everything ahead of me. So I'm never able to take it to the next level, take it up another notch, get to that next level of recovery, get to that next level of, you know, that life that so many people talk about, but they wonder how to get to, right? So... You know, I've asked, you'll be 62 person I've asked, and nobody, except for one person, the third thing he said was himself. Nobody has said their name first. Nobody. Now, if so you, and I, I, if you and I would be in consultation, and yeah. I gave you that answer like I did just now, yeah. what would be the next logical step going on, going forward, I should rather say? to help me rectify that. So what we what we would do is, you know, first off is when you come into a consultation with me, we really try and see if the shoes of hype recovery will fit your feet. You're never going to get forced to do anything from us. We have a, a, an opportunity and a solution and another option for people, right? So we go through a consultation, maybe at the end of the consultation, you say, well, this isn't really worth it for me or whatever, right? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So what I would say to you next is then I would get into, okay, let's talk about Chris a little bit. What's going on with Chris? Why is Chris at the bottom of the list? You know, like you railed all these things. And then now it starts to get you to think, right? Now you're starting to think, why am I at the bottom of the list? Well, this is going to start on codependency. I was never good enough. I wasn't worth it. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't love myself. All these things start coming up. I had an abandonment. I didn't have a father in my life, whatever the case may be, right? I didn't have that love. And and from there, so what we get to do with this is I get to give you the roadmap to what I have. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing, and I'll tell you, you know, you know, you've watched me for a, a pretty long time now. I've gone through a lot of ups and downs and I will continue to go through a lot of ups and downs. Uh, this pandemic through 2021 is as this year has been a rough year on me business wise. I lost a long term business through this pandemic. I lost oodles amounts of money through this business. Hmm. But in that same breath, bro, I created something so amazing inside of the pain that I was in because I know, I know, I know the person that can put himself on his destiny is himself. Hence my daughter's name, Destiny. I can put myself on my destiny and I can get the job done because I get the job done. But that's because I have that belief inside of me, right? And that love inside of me. First thing I say to myself in the morning, even if I I can't say it, I love you, Jay. I, I believe in you, Jay. You're worth it, Jay. Right. Mm. And from there, that really dictates how my how my day is going to go. Um, and so I, I really, you know, I really um, I really try to live on the positive side of filling my cup up with positivity. You, you don't, really, I, don't I, I don't get myself 
entrenched into drama or chaos or anything like that. That's not what I do. Cause I know that's a, that's a waste of energy. Uh, if you go look at all my platforms, you rarely see any negativity on it from other people. Every once in a while you will, but you know, you don't see negativity. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not a guy that, that, you know, I spent a lot of time in that and, and negativity and, and that stuff is not good for a person, right? Because that's where the self doubt comes in. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, what, what, you know, what, what I am trying to do with this lived experienced aspect of the world that's, yes, it's in the rooms and yes, yes, yes. Psychiatrist, counselors, and lived experienced people should all come together. Very the much. world would be a very better place and more people would be able to get help if they did. Us lived experience people can, I can understand what you're going through right now. I can tell that you're a little shaky, right? But I can understand that because I hit a couple, I hit a couple things, <laughs> right? So because I understand that, maybe on this side of the fence, a counselor wouldn't understand that, right? So a counselor, what a counselor does is they keep you stuck in the trauma, right? A good coach, a good person, somebody that just relates with you and wants you to be the best version of you is going to go touch on that stuff. They're going to get you to, you know, accept that stuff, forgive that stuff, start your healing, but take you from there and get you to here. Right. And it's all about believing in yourself, knowing that you're worth it, knowing that you love Chris, knowing all those things. Right. And once you can do it, I mean, I, I'm working with seven people right now. And, and you know, one guy's in New Hampshire and <laughs> I love the guy to get. I've been working with him for three weeks. He's a completely different dude. He's a completely different guy. Right. Mm. I talked to him for a week. He worked session one for the last two weeks. He's a completely different guy. The ball haw moment came to him and he went, Jay, it's my thinking. My thinking is what's got me everywhere. I can identify now. I can recognize. I can apply what you're telling me. I just have to apply it to my life. Know that my thinking gets me places. Get my positivity cup filled. Let go. And on. It's, it's one of the most, it's the most beautiful thing that I've, uh, you know, I, I love recovery. I do. I, I, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I, I love watching people change. Uh, I love, I love being there for people. Um, I love helping. Mm. And, and I think that because I, I love to do those things on a selfless act. So it's not, you know, me doing it selfishly. A selfless act of doing it is, is given me the ability to do what I do right um on a level that most try and get to <clears throat> but don't know how to get there well, i'm here to tell you i'm gonna take you there and we're gonna go there and we're gonna hop on the ride and we're gonna go do it <laughs> sorry uh... well you know today was the day that i was supposed to talk to you so that's a good thing well i have to play open cards it has been tough um I've been dealing with some personal things. I chased my father out of the house. He came back to get the last of his stuff and it was extremely messy. We had a fist fight. Mm. He took the worst of it. Mm. 
That same week, I had a matter of unrequited love, and I've never given myself the chance to properly move on from that. <clears throat> the only thing right now that really brings me comfort is putting myself out of the picture and putting others first, because I love giving. I love... I don't want to sit and stew in misery, is what I'm trying to say, and I'm trying to deal with hurt proactively. And I thought that within a month, at least there will be some measure of, of bearability. But I'll get there. I'll get there. Here, here, here's the good news. You want to hear the good news? Please. Do you want to hear the good news? Here's the good and news. And folks, uh, sorry, Jay, I don't want to interrupt. Folks, I'm not, I'm not wanting to seek pity. I'm just being completely transparent here. And frankly, I couldn't give a shit anymore about keeping it all inside. I'm only going to do myself damage, and people who need to hear this will hear this. I hope. Well, that, that, I'll tell you right now, is some huge growth from you from two years ago when I first met you. Right? So... I heard something there, though. I heard some. I guess we might as well just do a consultation while I'm on here. <laughs> well, well, here we go. Hi, my name's Hype Coach Jay. How are you doing today? So, I'm doing fine. A little bit fucked up on the inside, but uh, on the other, peachy otherwise. I'm talking well, bullshit. No, so so I heard you say, I heard you say that you would rather, you know, because you get the love of helping other people. Yeah. Right? So, but here's the thing, broski. You've always forgot about yourself. And the problem with that one is, and it's not the problem that you, you don't love <clears throat> helping feel like you you're at a wall that you can't get through and the pain the pain of what you're going through right now outweighs you you know doing what you have to do so it's much easier for us to give love help go through what others are going through to help them so that we don't need to look at ourselves right yeah so in the good news of things there's always the good news here's the good news is that right now with me in Canada, you sitting in South Africa, me and you are identifying this right now. Yeah. Right now, we're at two o'clock PM my time, we're identifying that my broski should take care of my broski. <laughs> That's what we're identifying. Right? Yeah. So I I, I I I deal with this every single day, bro, since I got into this. Uh, and I'm not saying for, for for not just these last almost 60 days of coaching, like coaching. The only difference today is I actually have physical material that proves what I've been doing is actual truth, right? Versus me and you talking a year ago with all of this stuff up here, me sharing, rooting, cheering, all that stuff, right? But I had it all here today. Physical, actual, working material of everything that I've done to get the life I have today. Absolutely. 
And just uh, for the audience, the book is called Hype Journey to 30, now available at your nearest online retailer. Go to Hype Recovery Coaching on Instagram to procure your copy this Christmas. So you're saying that in this book, there's strategies taken from your experience, and it's almost like a flow diagram from one point to the next to get to that next level. I, 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 I'll be honest with you right now. It's your thinking that's got you where you are right now. That's what it is. It has nothing to do with anything else. Chris's thinking has got Chris where Chris is right now. We could work on your thinking so that Chris wouldn't be where Chris is today because I'd be able to point out a couple things that would get you to get past where you're so Right? Big one would be let's get Chris to self-love Chris. Right? So how do we do that? I share the tools that I have in my toolbox with you, right? Session one is called hope for a reason, right? You need the hope. You need the hope, right? You need the hope to crack the thinking. You need the hope to crack the thinking, right? So if you can get to the thinking and understand that everything that, it doesn't matter about the drugs, alcohol, whatever, Chris, anything that's going on in your life dictates on thinking, thoughts, patterns, triggers. Yeah. Those four things will set you up in whatever way. So the misconception on a relapse, right? The end result of a relapse. So I ask people all the time, explain to me what a relapse is. I used. No, the end result is you used. Your thinking, your thinking distorted your thoughts, which then brought on patterns that you're used to, which then triggered you to go to a mind altering substance to get your mind out of the way. Yeah. That's what it is, right? So you're not going to just wake up today and go, a series of events happen. And if we can't identify what those series of events are, or if we can't recognize what those series of events are, they are compounding us to only know what we can do. So what happens is we feel that all of a sudden we're not worth it. We're self-doubting ourselves, And once you get into that self-doubt stage, that's when things really become sticky. You're basically just, you know, <clears throat> hanging on. Right? You're hanging on to the best you can. Uh, and you're just kind of going on willpower. Um, and, and then you just start beating yourself up, right? Like that's the, so underneath the self-doubt comes then the beating up stage. And then it's just how long will it take you um, to put up with it or before you can turn it around. Yeah. You don't yeah. resolve what's going on and don't realize what's going on or don't recognize what's going on. Maybe you don't know what feelings and emotions are. Maybe you're saying, I'm angry. What is anger? Is that emotion or feeling? <laughs> so <clears throat> what I've done my whole entire 5,000 plus days is truly get to know who Jay is. I have to. I never knew who Jay was for 20 plus years. I didn't. I didn't know who he was. I have to truly get to know who Jay is in order to get that quality of life, that quality of life we all want, right? That quality of life that we mm -hmm. all want. Mm -hmm. the peace, the love, the joy, the fun, the excitement. You know, not saying that I don't go through pain because I do. I'm human. Not going to tell you I don't struggle. I do. I'm human, right? But I have the tools and the equipment and I'm equipped when these things start going on because I can identify with it all. 
Yeah. And then if you're able to do that, now you're equipped in a way that you're able to, A, you know, here's a big one. Chris has probably got to forgive himself for a lot of things. Right? And then after forgiving comes accepting. Can Chris accept those things that he just forgave himself for? And then once you do that, you hop into healing, broski. And then once you hop into healing, you hop into changing. And once you hop into changing, you hop into growing. But a lot of us get hung up on the forgiving part because we have a real hard time forgiving ourselves or others, right? But the real hard part is forgiving ourselves, right? So the this is what this is what we do. This is what I've done. Uh, this is what we teach you. This is what we you know. Uh, the most beautiful thing is is that you get to answer the questions you're asking yourself with me and through me. I don't answer them for you because if I answer them for you, that means I'm doing the work for you. That means you don't get it. So a good coach helps you. Gives you that nudge in other words. Gives you the ability to answer your own questions because when you answer your own questions, what does that do? It gives you the, oh yeah, I got it. Jay, listen, broski, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, boom, boom, big moment, big moment, right? And then I see you and you got a smile on your face and you're like, I can't believe this is going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I know the feeling. Right. And that's, that's what it is. But the thing is, is that you through me figured it out. I didn't figure it out for you. You figured it out through me because I just was here to help you and suggest and give you the things that I have and through you talking to me which is a great coach which is of a great course. coach and the support and the and the ability to have the support with me allows that person to get where they need to be yeah yeah tell and, me and about no sorry finish your point finish your point yeah, that and that that's 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 what makes a great coach, right? So at the end of the day, it's like <clears throat> I've had relationship coaches, I've had weight loss coaches, I've had life coaches, I've had recovery coaches. I know here's another one I, I already know about you. I know that the most important thing in life is investing in myself. Investing in myself. Right? So when I invest in myself, what does that give me? Prosper, happy, understanding, knowledge, answers, question, all those things, right? Yeah. I always say to people, I always say to them, how much did you invest in yourself with drugs and alcohol? Whoa, dude, my, I said, no, we're not going to talk about your war stories. So, you know, that sounds like you spent a lot when you went, whoa, dude. So... So, so if you did that, then you, you, you don't want to invest in yourself to get that self that you deserve. If we're talking about investing in oneself, are we talking about introspection? Are we talking about skill set? Are we talking about things that, you know, we like in life, which keep us in a healthy mindset? Elaborate a little bit on that. All, all of that, right? So investing in yourself when you're clean and sober and finding hobbies that make you happy investing in yourself when it comes to okay i don't know how to have a relationship should i go spend some money on a relationship coach that will give me the understanding what a relationship is i've spent all kinds of money on different coaches to get me where i am today Mm -hmm. i knew 
that when I put my cold hard cash into somebody else, I'm getting the most out of it. <laughs> or you're being ripped off. Or I'm not going to probably do the work as much as I can if it's for free. Because I'm not going <laughs> to I'm an addict. I'm an addict. It's the truth. Well, free, okay. There is that. One sentence, no problem. Okay, what, you want me to do the steps? Okay, I'll touch on one, two, three. Fuck four. (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the day... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck four. The fourth column. (laughs) Yeah. Times I've seen it, right? Or, or, or and, and listen, I love, I love AA, I love NA, I love all the A's. I'll always suggest to go to these places because it gives you a great connection with people that are just like us trying to get a life. Absolutely. But I've seen it countless times where, you know, I'm not saying you got to be all in in life, but you got to be all in in life, right? Sure. If you want to get that life. So if you got one toe in and you're doing one, two, three. And you're like, oh, I don't want to look at four because that's a personal inventory. Oh, me, I don't want to do that. And then, uh, I can relate to that. Then I got to tell all this stuff to another person. Fuck him. I'm going to lie a little bit. I'm going to nail him. Fuck, I just need to. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I'm going to say sorry to a couple people. Get me to nine K. When do I get to 12? Do I do nine, 10, or do I just go give back now? <laughs> <laughs> But now I've got a question to ask. Uh, you have been a motivational speaker. You've done boats, boat tons and boat tons of speaking engagements. Uh, during the course of the pandemic, uh, you couldn't do it, obviously, because public gatherings weren't allowed. But now you're back on the road again. You've been doing radio tours, press tours. I have to ask, whenever you've done motivational speaking, you said to me the last time that you were here, I think with the very first podcast, when it was still being syndicated to radio, you speak off the cuff. You've never prepared anything and it just happened to magically flow. Do you feel yourself entering or adding rather some comedy bits and people end up peeing themselves of laughter? I'm still I'm still that same guy, right? Where like even even today I you know, hey, you want to do a podcast? Okay, let's hop on. Whatever comes to my mind comes to my mind. Sure. Uh, I've found that that's really kept me in the real part of things, right? Like in the real realm of being able to not just relate with people, but people to relate with me. So any kind of motivational speaking, I never think about what I'm going to say. I just kind of go up there and, and you know, now that I've got such a <clears throat> A long time of being clean and sober you know february 11th 2022 is 14 years i find myself talking more about you know the struggles and trials and tribulations inside of recovery to get the life i have today versus like my wreckage of the life that gave me the life right so i don't look at my 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 20-year using career as negative I look at that as a positive because it brought me to who I am today, right? Like I embrace the fact that I was an addict. I remember you you saying that, that you're grateful for your addiction, that it's brought you from where you once were to where you are today. Yeah. And you won't exchange it for anything. No, I, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't 
change any of it for anything you know all all of all the stuff that we have to go through as human beings we go through for a reason and you know i never question why i'm going through it i may say to myself like hey 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 come on like can you stop pouring already like i don't know how much more you think i can handle but at the end of the day it's like the reason that the pouring keeps coming on is because they try and see how much you can handle yeah yeah right and it really dictates on you know i'm gonna go right back to it how much are you investing in yourself how much and if that tank and if that that bulb and that gas meter is below half you're gonna have you're gonna get what you put in <clears throat> if it's below a quarter you're gonna get in what you put in if it's bobbing at three quarters you're probably feeling pretty good if it's bobbing at full you're definitely you're definitely walking where you should be walking and the positivity and the atmosphere of what you're creating people just come to you because that's what you're you, you, you understand you understand it right um and and that's the thing is a lot of us try to a lot of us try to figure out what recovery is mm. what is recovery <laughs> healthy state of mind healthy state of heart if i had to define it in two sentences and where does it start with our thinking right nice. so it, it, it's not the fact that chris was an addict and alcoholic chris drank and used because it was thinking yeah right? so his thinking took him there his thoughts took him there and he had a series of patterns and then he had triggers that would trigger him to continuously do it so then he gets clean and sober starts getting a real good life starts doing some things you know starts touching the surface on some things right <clears throat> starts getting a little bit of healing and growing and changing going on and a bunch of things start happening gets a real wicked job right but chris has always put chris on the back burner mm. and i thought uh, that's what always made me happy <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to, you've, you've really shed on something because I really thought work makes me happy because you know what it's like. You've been in the rat race long enough. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I said this. Let's talk about entrepreneurship. That's a good idea. <laughs> in a moment, hold your horses. I've always had two personas. When I'm at work, I give 110%. And I don't think about home stuff. I can't. Because it's, it's going to muck me up mentally and then I can't perform. But now, polar opposite, when I'm at home, I leave work at work. And I think it's healthy to do that because then those two worlds don't collide. But as you quite rightly say, it's fine having those two personas. We all, as people... As the Shakespeare quote rings aptly, play many parts in life. But what does Chris do when Chris gets home? Chris watches TV because mom wants to catch up on the latest rerun of Bones. Uh, Chris makes way for the housekeeper and tries to read a book. But the only satisfaction that Chris gets is from exercising and spending time with his buddies overseas because his buddies makes him feel whole hoping that the time will come that something extraordinary happens that Chris can start thinking about what does Chris want to do? Because I'm continuously making way for other people because I'm trying to be selfless as best I can. So I think I need to start working on that. But let's talk about entrepreneurship. You've had a 
but, just in a, but let's hold on hold on hold on yeah so, so, so you say you're trying to be as selfless as you can so but are you saying that you can't put yourself first because that's selfish I guess that's, that's what I'm trying to say yeah because I because don't want to be addicted and alcoholic you're selfish right correct right so when you're clean and sober why can't you be selfish to getting the curse that you deserve today Because I'm afraid the other Chris will come to life again after three years. And that's what I don't want. I don't want to go down that hole again. So we need to fix some certain things. Not again. Well, we don't have to go down the hole. Uh, we don't have to go down the hole of Chris three years ago. But what we do need to do is we need to get my broski the love and the worth and the belief in himself. That's what we need to do. Because he does great with other people. You know, you do really good with other people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm in your life. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm your wife and I'm in your life. All you need is a dress. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're my brother. But you've always had... Just hold on one second, Jay. Just hold on one yeah. second. You've always had, even in your dark days, the ability to sell and the ability to accrue. Do you think as well in many ways, and this sounds perverted in premise, but do you think as well your addiction helped you identify your skill to sell ice to an Eskimo in the winter season that's carried you so far? Yeah, I was, I was, I was, sharing, I was sharing this with... Uh, Lori. The Sud the Sud yeah, well, Lori, and then I, I did a, a column with the Sudbury Star in Ontario here uh, with a sweet, sweet lady, Bonnie Coggs. Uh, I met her at the Toronto airport and just this sweet lady out of New York, and uh, she's followed me and fell in love with me, and she wanted to do this story on me. <clears throat> and um, I was sharing with her yesterday. I shared with her. I said, you know, uh, my drug dealing career is, is is what's made me the business guy I am today. Uh, just for the simple fact that uh, you 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 truly know what, you know, you have to do in order to get a sale. Right? Especially if you're on that other <clears throat> hand of, I need to use today. Right? But also, you know, having the ability to build things and grow things and right? Like that whole entire that whole entire world taught me, taught me how to be an entrepreneur and, and taught me how to be a rhino inside of an entrepreneur. Like, you know, like nothing, don't let the business world shake you. 
mm. to shake the business world. Um, you know, because if you let the business world shake you, you're just going to crumble. But if you shake the business world, the business world shakes you, and that's when you get allowed in, right? So that's why only 4% of people actually succeed at being entrepreneurs and business people. 96% of people fail. I'm not a fail. I, I don't... I, I fail, I pick up, I do harder. <laughs> right? Fail so, is first action in learning. That's it. So if we want to kind of look at the entrepreneurial side of my life and, and you know, I've been in business my whole entire life, right? I've done MLM my whole entire life. I, uh, you know, I, I remember being in a business back in the early 2000s, top sales guy in that business, you know, opening up the business, driving, you know, going door to door, selling stuff, you know, but always staying connected with the ability, you know, to, to talk. And, and, and I was just about to say, because you're like Glenn Beck, you can virtually monetize everything that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. It's just, and I mean that as a compliment. I mean, that as a compliment. Yeah, it, it, it's a great compliment. And, you know, I, I know I brought up Tony Robbins earlier. And, um, <laughs> you know, no, I, you know, I, I, I would like to give a shout out to Tony Robbins, you know, because, you know, he, he is pretty brilliant in some ways on the things that he shares and does. If not Tony Robbins, then it's Robert Kiyosaki. If it's not Robert Kiyosaki, it's Jay Shetty. And if it's not Jay Shetty, it's Jay Barnard. Where <laughs> <laughs> are you going there? Um, so, you know. Always looking out for you, broski. So last week, somebody gave me, somebody said, you're, you're, you're the Tony Robbins of recovery. And, you know, I, I've, I've, get, I've got a lot of compliments in my life in recovery and out of recovery and, and a lot of nice things said to me. And I, I, that one, you know, this person said that doesn't really know me. I've kind of just started working with them a little bit, you know, through TikTok. And, um, I, you know, I got off the phone and I went, interesting. The Tony Robbins of recovery. I never, you know, because I'm loud, I'm proud. I, I, you know, I was like, I am. I'm the Jay Barnard of fucking recovery. I That's like that. That's what I am, right? And um, we're the hype recovery. We're the hype. Help your personal effort of recovery. We're the mm. hype in recovery. Mm. Um, and I was like, wow, that's that. That's Folks, do you hear the difference? I did say you can virtually monetize anything out of his mouth. He's talking from experience, and then the next moment he's throwing in a sales pitch. <laughs> 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 well, well then, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. What else can you do? <laughs> uh, so you know that's that. You know, so so I, I took that as a compliment, and I took that as you know, uh, people recognizing, you know, freshwater cuisine was an amazing business. I, I loved that. I loved that business of five years of taking, you know, <clears throat> Chef Recovery, who was underutilized, undervalued, unappreciated, and then taking the fish in our northern lakes that are underutilized, undervalued, unappreciated, bringing them both together and creating freshwater cuisine. And, um, you know, taking my recovery and that that fish business and just taking the chef ability and finding the, the value in waste and creating that and, you know, all of the you know one in five top businesses in all of Ontario winning twenty five thousand bucks. Mm. Uh, I used to be a broken down crackhead. I was getting this presented to me from the premier. I used to sit in jail cells. I used to. Uh, I remember you shared a photo essay recently of how you were 
an addiction, and I mean, the man that's sitting here in front of me today, it's a day and night's difference. Previously, you looked like barely recognizable. Yeah, I take a look at that picture. That I was uh, 20, 25 years old in that picture, and that was probably a month before I tried committing suicide back-to-back times. How many times? Uh, two times. Uh, Shit. Ontario, 2005. Um, yeah, I had an all-time low out there. and um, But, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff, has got me to where I am today and, and has given us the ability to, you know, we, we've built, you know, we've built an amazing team on hype recovery coaching. I mean, we have 72 years of combined sobriety mm-hmm. with, with, with Robert Ware having 35 plus years relapse prevention specialist, you know, he, he, he was running the Liberty house, the second stage home that I went through. Like he's basically been my mentor in a lot of ways. And he was your sponsor too, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. He's my dad. I call him my dad. Um, you know, and you know, back then he was teaching me hype and I was calling it help, you know, help my personal effort, you know, and then till I got to a certain point of helping myself, then I changed it to hype and I was out there helping your personal effort. Right. Right. And then we got, and then we got Sabrina. Sabrina got clean and sober when she was 17 years old. <laughs> Next year, she celebrates 18 years clean and sober. Uh, I met her in Ottawa. Just an amazing, strong, strong person. I love her to death. Uh, you know, she's got an amazing husband in her life, and she's she she works in the field. She just got a full time job at Algonquin College in Addictions. The old alma mater. <laughs> she's just, but at seventeen, right? Like at seventeen, going, I got a problem. I need help. Like I was, she did a far better job than I. Well, you know, my, my allergy had me in a, my my allergy at seventeen had me in handcuffs, right? And my allergy had me with a fucking knife to my wrist. Right. So our allergy had led us in certain directions, right? Uh, and then we got Brooke. I think you know Brooke, sober biz babe. Yeah, I met Brooke at a at a online virtual convention. I think. Yeah, Brooke is Brooke is amazing. Uh, Brooke has helped us. Brooke has helped us make this book. Uh, Brooke, uh, you know, she just passed five plus years. Brooke is actually, she does the grief support for us. So right. Brooke does grief coaching. So we've actually added grief coaching to hype recovery because we understand that grief is a real big thing for a lot of people. It doesn't matter if you're clean or sober or if you're still using anything. Loss is a real big thing. And how do you get through that? Right. So <clears throat> I'm really it's a major that. proponent of, of uh, addiction, I believe. Yeah, and even if you're not addicted, loss is still a huge thing, right? Like oh, sure. the holiday yeah. season is a tough, tough time for people, right? Because of the fact of the loss of family members, the gatherings, and stuff like that. So, you know, you know, my whole thing is like give yourself the gift of recovery this holiday season because you deserve it. So I'm excited yeah. that she's part of that. <clears throat> you know, she's part of us and and, and with us, and and then you know we got my beautiful bow, you know, my my my, my girl, my you know my wing lady. Mm. Uh, Ashley, you know, and she's grown tremendously. I mean, when she did the show last year, shy as can be, but watching her blossom 
into the woman that she's become today, it's a tremendous sight to see. And Jay, what I also love is you're multifaceted because apart from your entrepreneurship work, you've got hype recovery coaching, which is now your your full-time bread and butter. You've still got the recovery couple. And ever since you spoke to me about breaking the norm, inverted commas, about people in recovery actually dating because it's it was previously found frowned upon. I'd like to think now it's starting to catch on because I said this on a couple of podcasts, a f- friend of ours, Tamar Medford from British Columbia, I said this to her. Um, oh, Tamara. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting she wants me to go on my on her podcast next week. Oh do it. Oh do it. I'll be your first I'll be your first downloader when I when that episode airs. Um I said to her, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a normie because the normie won't be able to comprehend me unlike someone who has walked the walk and who can talk the talk efficiently. There'll just be that extra magnetism because that's what I experienced long story short with you and with Ash I mean you guys joke with one another you speak deep even at times where in the past I'm talking about in the, in the recent past where she's been hesitant to share you bring out the best in her and she starts yeah. sharing no holds barred yeah and that that's the interesting you know so I I'm super proud of her. Shaw TV is actually doing a, a story on her. So they have actually reached out and they're doing a story on Ashley uh, about her recovery. Uh, wow. Her, yeah, oh yeah, for women in recovery, like I, I'm mega proud. Um, Cause I said to her, I said, hey, listen, we're always the recovery couple, but you need to be you. You need to be you. You need to be Ashley in recovery, helping women, doing what you do. You always got, we always got the recovery couple, right? I said, you go do you now. You go do you, you go get that, you go get that next level I talk about. You go get that next level because I, I see it coming. I see it coming. You're getting that next level, right? So Shaw reached out and, and they're doing a story on her. Her daughters are part of it. So they've already interviewed Logan and, and Logan talked about the previous Ashley to the Ashley today using the verbiage of my mom's, you know, just and her other daughter's coming home on Monday. So they're going to interview her. And, and it's just, it's the most beautiful thing to watch, right? It's the most beautiful thing for me to watch. And it must just make your chest buff out. I'm humble, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I just want everybody to get it. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I'll always throw in a compliment. You know me. That's that's why I'm the younger brother. <laughs> that, that, was, that, that was like you were fishing the bait to see if I'd grab it. Oh, come on. How low do you think I am? Okay, don't answer that. Don't answer that. I'm an addict. <laughs> um, proud. Absolutely proud. Uh, proud would be the sure, word I like sure. to use. Um uh, I'm proud of anybody. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you today, right? Just talking to you today and you, you know, seeing some things that you have to go through and then, and, and maybe me and you start working on, on, on hyper recovery coaching. Um, yeah. you know, but proud, proud of the fact that, um, that, uh, I have the ability to, to help people. I have the ability to, to talk to people, but yet I also recognize that if I'm not taking care of Jay, I can't take care of anybody else. Yeah, so, 
absolutely right. If I didn't look after Chris, Chris can't help anyone. You know, it's a funny thing. I do experience, I have experienced changes in my life other than the bad. You know, um, I was raised profoundly conservative. I'm proud of my upbringing. Um, there's certain things that I just have to accept apart from, you know, family leaves. Family is not blood. Family are the people who choose to stay, number one. That's first and foremost. You're my family. You're my big brother, and you'll always be my big brother. But secondly, I feel a change in my communication style. My mother and I had a little bit of a tiff yesterday because we're also in the big of big seasonal changes, you know, I'm selling this house now and we're moving to a better property sometime in the new year after a little bit of a hiccup. And we were talking about the concept of money and I'll savor the details, but ultimately I said in a stable tone of voice, I said, mom, as much as you have sacrificed, I have sacrificed. And I, and I carried my cross like a man. But it's also time for you to start realizing that you're not the only one who gave up, who gave up much. I had to give up as equal amounts. We're starting this together, but we can't do it on uneven keel. We have to stop blaming one another. And I believe that that message sank in. But I wouldn't have said that in, 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 in active dark days or in early recovery because I know, Jay, you can't deny it. We as men, we can be stubborn. And if we know we are right, we will go through all our emotions to make sure that the point is across even raising our voice. That's just a fact. Now, you know, you know me, I've got brass pipes. So a lot of times if I'm trying to bring a message across, people will say to me, hey, you're busy shouting at me. I'm like, no, I've got a big booming bass baritone voice that gives off the impression that I'm shouting, but I'm not. I'm speaking to you in an even tone. And you know what I hate most? Yes, I spun records for four years, but I don't have a radio voice. But then again, I actually loves your voice. Oh, I could listen to him all night long, Jam. <laughs> all night long, eh, sweetie? <laughs> Let me just say it for the record. If I if there's a rift, I have nothing to do with it. I wash my hands in complete innocence. In fact, I want to take you back when <laughs> I was actually listening to it the other day for some reason. Uh <laughs> That's so funny. Ashley's got a, I believe, a traditional French Canadian last name, Bocage. Yeah, Bocage. And I just pronounced it the way that you told me to pronounce it, and all of a sudden she thinks I'm the next best thing in sliced bread. Uh, I know. And I thought this interview is over before it got started. This friendship is over before it got started. <laughs> you, know, you, know what, you know what's interesting? Is yeah. my daughter Destiny now has picked up how you say Bocage. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, Ashley Bocage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the sweet things. Uh, you know, and that's that's another amazing gift that I've been given as Destiny. You know, like you know, Destiny does TikToks and yells "Recovery rocks" for people. She you told you me know, that. Yeah, she may not understand what 
truly what recovery rocks. She knows that daddy, you know, is an alcoholic and an act and, and had had a rough past and dealt with some things. And, you know, we do TikToks together and she just yells recovery rocks at the top of her lungs. And, and I'm like, you know, it's it's one of the most, uh, it's, it, I'm proud that she does that. Because uh, she gives a lot of hope to a lot of people. Absolutely. Just finishing off the thought that I wanted to save. I just have to realize that there are going to be certain perceptions set about me as a person and about you as well. I just have to learn to shake it off. Bro, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right? So, so it doesn't matter when you truly love yourself. It yeah, matters yeah. when you love yourself because other things hit you. Right? Of so course, a lot of sure. Will say things to me, and I just go, "Whatever, <laughs> whatever." Thank you, compliment. Thank you very much. God bless. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Keep oh come out. Be serious. The moment that you say that in your back mind, you think and go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh no. I you know I, I was talking to I was talking to the guy. Was, you liar. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> um, I'm just joking. I'm, I've come to a place actually with my with my ex. Like in my phone, it says I'll talk about this because it's important for somebody to hear. Sure. Uh, in my phone, it says Destiny's mom, and it has a picture of Destiny. I don't have my ex's name there because I feel grateful. I feel love. I feel honored that Destiny's mom gave me Destiny when I see mm, Destiny's mm. mom. If I was to see destiny's mom's name there it starts to like trigger and send thoughts and thinking and pattern stuff that uh, i have no control over you know so it's all in how we how we word things how we look at things how we want to do things right so for me you know i have i have let everything go and forgave myself inside of that relationship of everything that i could have done right so <clears throat> anything anybody says or does or anything like that it's just water on my back um and it doesn't bother me uh because i know at the end of the day i'm the guy that has to sit there and look at myself in the mirror and go am i being honest or am i not being honest with myself am i being honest am i not being honest with myself right <clears throat> i don't care what anybody else thinks about me i have to think about how i think about myself first so that then i can be other people can see what there is to have. But where do you skate the line to avoid it bleeding over to potential pride? Well, it's 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 it's, it's a completely inside job, right? So you got to ask yourself, why, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I doing this for the wrong reasons? Am I trying to fill this cup full of whatever I'm trying to fill it up? Is it ego? Is it pride? Is it you know those things? Um, because of what I do know about being in recovery for so long is that if you're just consistent, consistency always pays off, right? So if you're just consistent on working on yourself in a certain way, then you're going to get those results. If you're open to working on yourself in different ways and getting to that next level, which your coach takes you, you're going to get the different results, right? So if, for me, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. I just, I've, I've been, I've been doing this for a very long time. So it's just, 
I don't have time for that stuff with me anymore. I don't have that time for the ego, the pride, the selfishness, the self-centeredness. Um, I don't know. I, I look at it as I'm wasting energy, and I'd rather put energy either into making myself a better person, a better father, a better son, a better boyfriend, just better loving to myself, mm, mm. or go and help other people understand how they can do that with themselves. Um yeah, Ashley always says she doesn't understand how I get through what I get through and all the stuff that gets poured on. And, you know, you never let anything bother you. You just, you let it go so fast. You, you don't hold on to things. And, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's the key. The key is to not hold on to things because holding on to things just leads to the rat race in the head, which sets off the thinking, which then drives the thoughts, which then creates the triggers, which then brings the patterns, which that's a lot of energy. It is. It is. And that's why we all feel so tired afterwards. But Jay, you haven't answered my question. You know, when you go do speaking tours, you know, do you just speak off the cuff and the emotions that are evoked from the audience just come naturally? Or do you actually say, right, I'm going to inject some humor into this bit. I'm going to inject some pathos in this. How does that work? Because there are times where you literally make me want to choke on my coffee from laughter, even on uh, the recovery couple most times. Um. Yeah, I kind of just read the room, right? I kind of read the room, um, know that, you know, whatever's on my heart, uh, I'm, I'm saying, uh, for some reason or rather, I can get right into my emotions, right? So I can, you know, if I'm going through a dark period that I'm sharing, I'm right in the emotion. So it it, it shows. Uh, I also, you know, when I know it's time to crack a joke, I, I crack a joke and, and get people to laugh. Um, but most times, you know, through the speaking, like a lot of people say, like, man, you can drop a pin in this room. People didn't want you to stop. Um, and how long does your talks normally last? Hour and a half, two hours? Uh, no, they usually have a time limit on. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid of that answer. But back to hype recovery coaching. Yeah. What is your dream? Because you're a man who likes to think a couple of years down the line. Yep. What is your dream with hype recovery coaching? Let's say in the next, because you know the formula as well as I. It takes three years for a business to become recognized and prove profitable. It takes five years to actually start seeing the fruits of the tree starting to become ripe. So if we're talking five years down the line, what is your vision for hype recovery coaching? Well, I've already kind of started this motion and play last week. I, uh, I want to create a, a non-for-profit and a charity called uh, Project Hype Recovery, uh, which uh, we're going to raise money or find donors to raise money to build a treatment center in Kenora, Ontario, to service Northwestern Ontario because we don't have a treatment center. Um, so I want to... I want us. I mean, it, it's Ashley's dream and my dream, but I've always had a dream to get a treatment center in Kenora, Ontario. Uh, so as of last week, I started talking about project type recovery and how it's a project. And, you know, this morning I started talking about getting our own charity and a non-for-profit and <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Uh, that's my long-term goal. That's my long-term dream. I was talking to to this lady this morning that that follows me pretty good and she loves me and, and and you know she's like you got some good dreams eh and i said well you gotta have dreams in order to live i said i've always had this dream and 
you know, I would love for us to to have a treatment center in Kenora, Ontario, that services North Coast Ontario because there's nothing there. Uh, I want to call it project type recovery. It is called project type recovery. So, you know, when, you know, I do launch the charity and I do launch the non-for-profit that, you know, donors can come in and give money and know that their money is going to go in the right place because, you know, I put my, you know, if I tell you I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm not going anywhere else. So, you know, the, 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 the whole thing is going to be about raising money. Uh, I also, you know, I also want to touch on the fact that the government has been pretty open to talking to me about <clears throat> this whole thing, uh, about recovery coaching and, and recognizing the gaps and the voids in the system when it comes to the correctional side of things, right? So another huge dream of mine is get inside the correctional system and actually do group sessions with hyper recovery coaching and our journey to 30. That's what we have right now. We have the journey to 30 booklet. We have the journey journal, which goes hand in hand. So we teach you how to actually do real journaling while you're working through the sessions. That really helps out the thinking patterns. We also, you know, by the end of this year, we'll have the journey to 90 done. So we'll actually have, you know, three books out. So uh, the journey journal, the journey to 30 and the journey to 90 uh, by the end of the year. <clears throat> so we'll be able to do both those uh, programs. But, you know, to bring it to the corrections where where there's no there's no programming in corrections, right? There's there's no hope like that's ground level. That's where I started. I started in um, corrections and I'd ask for help. I would ask, hey, I want help. And there's no program in there. And I truly believe if we get programming inside of corrections and we do group sessions of five inmates with me or with Ashley on the women's side or, you know, with Sabrina in Ottawa or Brooke in BC or Bob in Ottawa or whoever else I bring on because the opportunity to be a coach is also involved with hyper recovery coaching. Mm-hmm. Built on lived experience. So, you know, so then you think about, okay, if we're able to help the people that are in the corrections, now we're able to actually really truly help society by a way of uh, helping people transition back into society so that they're not so hung up on staying on the system, but they're able to have this life worth living past the system. So, you know, you go from corrections here in Ontario, and then you go to a thing called Ontario Works. I love Ontario Works. Ontario Works helped me in the early 2000s become, uh, um, you know, they helped me get my introduction to cooking. They put me on the path to being a chef. Uh, but Ontario Works helps, you know, they're mandated with like work, home, food. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that that other component of, you know, I'm leaving jail and I have to go to Ontario Works to get money to get rent, food, and work. But yet I'm struggling with mental illness or anxiety, depression, alcoholism, drug addiction, <clears throat> suicide. I don't really know where I fit. I don't know where I belong. Nobody wants to talk to me. I feel alone. Um, all these things are going on inside of me. And then I come there and I say, hey, listen, I need help. But they are not equipped with the help. So then really what I do is I just manipulate the system, take the money, put it back into whatever I was doing. And I just go back into that cycle in six, seven, eight weeks. I find myself back up in jail. Um, so, you know, another huge dream is to, to get into the system. And I want to say that they have been very receptive to me explaining to them through the lived experience side of things, what we can bring to the system, what we can do to help the system, what we can do with the government to help people that are struggling, how we can be of service to treatment centers that have wait times. Like, you know, you know in Canada right now, the wait times 
to get in a treatment center are beyond insane. I mean, you got to think 14 years ago when I was trying to get into treatment in Ottawa because there was nothing around here. I sat on a wait list for 32 days 14 years ago. Nothing's changed. And on that wait list in that 32 days, I tried to do everything in my power to kill myself. Mm. Luckily enough for me, I, I didn't die on the wait list. Today, people are physically dying on these wait lists because they are six, nine, a year, a year and a half to get into these facilities. Um, you know, what we've learned through a pandemic is the availability for help is not there. So we need to create new help. We need to create new excitement. We need to create new programs. We need to create new solutions for people to get it versus here's a crisis hotline, here's a meeting list, go to a meeting. Not everybody likes going to meetings. That's the truth. So we have to have other options for people that, you know, don't want to go to meetings. And there's nothing wrong with not going to meetings. You just need to have another option that your feet will fit into the shoes that you can go to. Um, so that's that's another huge dream uh, of mine is to get into the system uh, to create that lived experience side of things inside of the government, the government actually believing in us lived experience people uh, that we do have value, that we do have a purpose, that we do have worth, that we do understand just like a counselor and a therapist would understand. Because I got 20 years of experience out on the road. I got 20 years of experience. I understand what Chris is going through right now when I look at Chris. Maybe a counselor doesn't. Right. So I got that stuff. So that should allow me to be the help that we need inside of the system because us lived experience people understand people more than anybody else understands people. Um, and, and, and then project type recovery uh, and building a treatment center uh, for the area. That is, <laughs> that in itself is a mouthful. Jay, bringing it to a close, When's your next speaking tour? Because I imagine you're taking a break now, Christmas around the corner. What's your next couple of stops? I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping to hit Ottawa, Montreal, uh, that side of the world uh, come the beginning of the year. So hopefully the second and third week in January, once things are up and swinging again, uh, I hope to be down in the Ottawa, <clears throat> Montreal, Pembroke, Barrie, uh, region in, in, in northwestern and in, in, in northern Ontario, let's say. Uh, and then I hope to move into the States, uh, you know, into the middle of the spring, hopefully early spring or late spring. Hopefully I can get myself into the U.S. Uh, to do some speaking there. Um, but, yeah, the speaking is going to to start taking off once we hit the new year again. Fantastic. And then Journey to 30, your latest book, is it available? Where is it? Where can people find it? Yeah, so the Journey to 30 is available right now. So you can get that on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, Amazon.uk, Amazon, Amazon, whatever you want. <laughs> and if you so if you just go to Amazon.com and type in, if you just hit the books, type in Hypercover, you're going to see our Journey Journal and you're going to see our Hyper to Journey 30 book there. Also, if you go to www.hypercoverycoach.com, that's where all the uh, that's where all the juice is. That's where you know juice stands for join us and creating excitement. So that's where you're going to find all the excitement of uh, what Hypercovery Coaching does. <clears throat> you're going to be able to find yourself a spot where you can um, book a free 30 minute consultation and just sit with me and see if Hypercovery Coaching is for you. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But you know, unless you give it a try, or if you don't get into the consultation you'll never know right 
Uh, sure. You're also going to find uh, our swag. So Ashley and I have uh, Pink Nation swag. Oh, I've seen those. Those look sexy. Yeah, your 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 swag has got to be on a boat somewhere out there because I sent your stuff about six months ago. And Fuck, and it still hasn't stuff. arrived. Oh, I sent some stuff to UK. The girl just got it. It was four and a half months. Mamma mia. <laughs> So I'm, I'm hoping that your mom and your shirts uh, are somewhere on a boat on the way to you. Um, but 100% of the profits from the swag uh, goes to building our dream uh, project hype recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely. I did that. We've, you know, it may not sound like a lot of money right now, but we haven't been doing it all that long. But we have almost $1,500 in profits off shirts. Now. Holy cow that's a good start and ladies and gentlemen i also want to personally invite you every sunday new episodes of the recovery couple you can find it on facebook show tv and on instagram you'll see jay always wearing his recovery couple cap swag t-shirt and sporting a lovely beard stubble and the loveliest sea blue eyes man why why can't they pick a canadian to play james bond for a change i agree <laughs> Jay, I love you so much. You're the best brother that I could ever ask for. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. And you're the best thing that could ever happen to a guy like me. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, brother. There is one thing. I mean, everything has a price. I really hate to repeat myself, but nothing's free. Yes, I'm on your side. I'm the only one that cares. Oh, I'm on your is here where we have to make a pit stop but don't fret we'll be back soon in the meantime tell your friends join us on apple podcasts spotify audible and podcast one until we see you again this was having a cuppa for the week see you soon